Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Oh my goodness! And in this heavyweight bout, the Vikings with the knockout blow. And the Vikings are kings in the north once again. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Vikings Now. I'm Jim Rich. This is Ahmad Hicks, who spends plenty of time at TCO. You see him out there. If you've gone out to training camp and fortunate up to be there, he's on those sidelines going up and down, talking to the guys and you know, trying to figure out what's going on just, with this team. Just networking right now, trying to find out who's that guy outside of Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins. You know, everyone knows the offense is well taken care of. But what about that defense? That's yeah. what we all want to know. So that's what I'm out there trying to find out. Who's the star of the defense now? Well, that's a good question because after this game that we witnessed on Saturday night, uh, there are some questions about the defense, especially, obviously, these aren't the starters. The Vikings held out, what, 38 of their of regulars and 22, basically, mm-hmm. the potential starters. If yeah. we guessed who's starting, none of those guys saw the field. So oh. you do have to take the results with a grain of salt, but... Mm-hmm. Kevin O'Connell now 0-5 in exhibition play. Do we need to make a change? No. Do we care about (laughs) exhibition play? That's the main thing. And I don't think anybody cares about preseason play. We just want to make sure guys get to the regular season healthy. That's the most important thing about preseason. All right. So the run defense, though, that was a big problem last year for the Vikings. Brian Flores comes in here. He's the guy that's supposed to shut this down. And, again, Mm -hmm. it's preseason. He's not putting all his cards on the table. But still, just tackling, that should be part of the fundamentals at this point of the season. You shouldn't be in the NFL if you don't know how to tackle. And (laughs) yesterday we saw a lot of missed tackles in that Titans game. 281 yards surrendered on the ground for the Vikings run defense. I don't care if it's regular season, preseason. That's not good film. And for a lot of these guys, they're twos and threes, so their job is to put good tape on film right. if they don't make the 53-man roster here in Minnesota. So other coaches can say, you know what, we need to bring that guy in. And I don't think many people left many good things on tape yesterday. No, and that's the thing that they have to figure out is these players have to give the coaches mm-hmm. confidence yep. that they can play at this level mm-hmm. should that number one go down. And obviously safety is wide open with this team. Yeah. Uh, Lewis Seen had one glaring error on the game on Saturday night, but he had some pretty good plays as well. Considering where he's coming from, the mental hurdles that he Mm -hmm. has to overcome coming off that horrific leg injury, what did you think of Lewis? I thought Lewis did okay. Um, You know, I'm not expecting him to go out there and have 15-plus tackles and interception and return it for a touchdown, but I think he did solid outside of that Taji Spears hurdle (laughs) touchdown where he just showed poor tackling for him. I'm sure if Kirby Smart, his head coach at Georgia, saw that, he would be like, what are you doing? You're ducking your head. You're diving at ankles. Square up. Keep your head up and go deliver a blow to that guy. So I think outside of that, we got to see Lewis Singh play his natural position, which is more of a strong safety type feel where he's in the box. He's around the line of scrimmage. He's going to go get the football. He's able to be physical and we're not asking him to drop back play two-man coverage one-man coverage things like that so I think that's the thing with Brian Flores he puts guys in positions for them to succeed they may not be superstar athletes on defense but he says my job is to get you there and it's your job to make the play and these players all say all the time 
it's a player-led team. And Coach Flores is really open and really, really adamant about, hey, if you have an idea on defense, you think we need to put in a play, you tell me it'll be in the next day. And I'm letting you guys run that play. I'm letting you guys call the defense. The defensive players really like Brian Flores. They trust him, and they love that he's just able to grow and expand their horizons on how they play defense. Well, who was that that you talked to this week out there that said that exact thing, that said, you know, he lets us do what we do best? He finds out, or like you say, Mm -hmm. we could go to him and say, hey, I'm way better doing X. Let Mm -hmm. me do that. And then that builds confidence in the player. Mm -hmm. So then he is more dependable at doing that. Well, I asked Theo Jackson that. He came Theo Jackson, that's what it was. Yeah, because we ran the bite of the news. I uh, got it from Theo Jackson. So he was really open because this is his first year in Flores' defense. So he's just like, man, when I got here, I didn't know what to expect. I just know there's a lot of creativity. We get to fly around. We get to blitz. We get to play man coverage, zone coverage. He was like, but I just love how if we have an idea, we bring it to him. And I asked Cameron Bynum following the game last night versus the Titans. I said, what do you love about this defense? He said, the creativity, man. He's like, I'm ready to go play ball now he's like we can have seven people at the line of scrimmage three are dropping it just makes the quarterback think so much more at the line of scrimmage which gives the defense a little bit more time to go get that interception to get in the right position to stop that run play so these players are loving flow right now and flow's loving his guys well and this is kind of zimmer on steroids because zimmer (laughs) would do that double a gap blitz Mm -hmm. where he'd send two linebackers right up over Mm -hmm. the center and you know, offenses go like, okay, who's coming, who's not coming. Right. That's the same premise that Flores is doing here. Yeah, it makes the offensive line and the quarterback think. Because when you have seven guys, I, I, one play in particular that I saw at training camp in the joint practices joint practices with the Tennessee Titans, Josh Metellus was lined up in the A-gap over the center before the snap. Right before the snap, he was 25 yards down the middle of the <laughs> field playing deep safety. And I was like, Whoa, like just imagine I've seen I don't want to give away too much about what they've been doing at practices, but you'll see seven guys at the line of scrimmage. And then all of a sudden you'll think, all right, they're coming from the right. Then no, you got them coming from the left. You got two defensive tackles and a defensive end dropping and playing zone coverage on the back end side. And it's just that will throw a quarterback off because when you see defensive end outside linebackers, you're like, all right, they're coming. Right. No right, questions you, asked. Yes. Now in Flores defense. Even I could read that. Exactly. But in his <laughs> defense, what he excels at is sometimes he'll have all those guys at the line of scrimmage. He'll blitz the corner and the outside linebacker on the other side. Then your nose tackle and Daniil Hunter, your defensive end, is dropping back four to five yards. Not asking them to go play the hook curl zone area. We're saying, hey, I want you to cover the drag routes and the slants. Anything that come across the middle, you take their head off. And, man, this defense, it's just a lot of bells and whistles to it. I'm so excited for the regular season. Well, and that's what Harrison Smith used to mm-hmm. excel at yep. before they went to the shell yep. a year ago mm-hmm. where Smith was probably one of the best. That's why Aaron Rodgers would always compliment him that mm-hmm. I have no idea what Harrison Smith is doing. <laughs> He's standing right next to the center. And like you said, he'll be 20 yards by the time I get the ball and look up. Mm-hmm. He's 20 yards downfield covering a guy I didn't think he was going to cover. I thought that was the free runner. Aaron Rodgers better be glad that he's gone out of this division right now because I think Flores is going to cause a lot of nightmares for offensive coordinators and how to slow this team down because what you do see out of the Vikings defense right now I mentioned earlier not a lot of star power but a lot of athleticism a lot of speed and a lot of guys who play physical football that's keys to success in the National Football League especially on the defensive side of things all right how about getting up the middle we know Harrison Phillips from a year ago is a big Mm -hmm. space eater. But he needs help. He does need help. Kyrus Tunga is there, but man, 
they're going to miss the presence of Dalvin Tomlinson. Yes. That guy, he That's plugged a up a huge lot of loss. That could be yeah. the biggest loss on that defense. Because what you're talking about in a guy like Dalvin Tomlinson, he's able to eat up double teams. And when I say eat up double teams, that means he's <laughs> yes. taking two offensive linemen and he's not budging. He's not giving up ground. He's standing his ground. And he's sometimes pushing them into the backfield, being a disruption to the play. Do they have that right now? I know Harrison Phillips is a great football player. I know he's a tough guy, but he's no Dalvin Tomlinson. No. Kyrus no. Tunga. He doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have the Dalvin Tomlinson-type resume. So you're going to be asking a lot because the Vikings don't have a lot of depth up front. And I think that's what you saw in the game versus the Titans, the second preseason game. Wherever the Titans wanted to rush, they rushed. And they did that in joint practices because there were red zone periods when I would look over and I'm like, gosh, Lee, they are just scoring <laughs> at will right now. And it's because of that up front. You you're, you go as far as your up front interior lines go oh, on the offensive and defensive yeah. sides. Because then yes. the mess gets back into the linebackers. Exactly. Exactly. They can't go where they want. Exactly. And all this deception doesn't matter if there's a herd of buffalo going yeah. through your secondary. And look, let me tell you this. It puts a lot of responsibility on the linebackers and Jordan Hicks, Ivan Pace Jr., Brian Asamoah. Because when your defensive line isn't getting pressure or they're not getting into the backfield or they're not plugging run lanes, that means those holes are parting like the Red Sea and it's one-on-one for those linebackers. <laughs> right. And if they miss the tackles, the safeties in the corners are like, oh, my God, they're about to score if we don't get this tackle. <laughs> so I think it's really important. I think the defensive line will have to step their play up because they have not done enough this preseason so far uh troy die is a youngster that's showing some flashes mm -hmm. last yeah. year yeah what have you seen so far in camp obviously he had the big int uh saturday night yeah a consistent ball player i think the team knows what they're going to get out of him he's a guy who just be where he's supposed to be he's not that athletic he's not like a eric kendricks or anything like that but he's someone that knows the defense he's smart he's a great special teams player and that's what you want versatility we talked about that in episode one you want a guy who can go start on defense if somebody goes down but who can also go on special teams and be your special teams ace and i think that's what they have in die when i think about linebackers i think we should be talking about asamoa pace jr and jordan hicks i think those will be your guys that you know are getting the most tackles this season all right by the way this is vikings now this is a new venture by us here at fox 9 ahmad will be here i'll be here pierre don we'll all mm -hmm. share our thoughts yep. each monday 6 a.m they drop so you mm -hmm. could check them out right there subscribe what are all the things you got to do what are the bells and whistles subscribe, oh, yeah. subscribe follow. like follow comment yeah. <laughs> give us feedback comment, all that good yes. stuff yes but serious comment because then we can tailor this towards what you want we know there's a million options out there covering the vikings but we want to give you something that you don't feel is being covered right now. So throw it our way. We'll do our best to get it to you. Every week, 6 a.m. it drops on Mondays. All right, let's get to the offense. Yeah. And Mr. Mullins, again, got mm -hmm. the bulk of the start, got the first half. I mean, he has to get these reps now because Cousins is the Iron Man. He just yeah. sits out there, doesn't leave the games. Uh, we talked about it in week one. Is he the guy to step in if Kirk goes down for six weeks? You go, no. Nobody is going to be no, Kirk for no. six weeks. But do you see any more in here that if it's a week, two weeks, it's not – Two straight losses guaranteed. No, I don't think it'll be two losses guaranteed. I mean, uh, Taylor Heineke got wins, you know, in Washington <laughs> last year. Or coming up, you know, he's going to play. So, no, I think this is a guy. You just want a guy who can run the offense. And that's what Nick Mullins does. He comes in the game. You're like, all right, well, he knows the offense. He knows how to get rid of the ball, where to get rid of the ball, and when to get rid of the ball. That's most important. So, I think we're comfortable with our backup quarterback situation here. You got to think, no – 
none of the 32 teams across the NFL have a backup quarterback where they're like, look, if our starter goes down, we're but, good. Or they're maybe hoping, Fr- you know what, maybe yeah, he should go down. Maybe San Francisco and Trey Lance, or, you know, he did play a little bit better in his second preseason game. But, no, I think Nick Mullins is okay. Um, but I think Kirk Cousins is also an Ironman. So I don't think we're going to have to talk about Nick Mullins because, like, as you mentioned, Kirk's not coming out the game. We saw in that Netflix documentary right. he can take hit after hit after hit, and now he has a full-time body therapist to help him out and to recover at home. He's going to be around him every single day. So – Nick Mullins, we love you. You're a great backup quarterback, <laughs> but I think Kirk Cousins is the guy, and I don't think we'll have to worry about backup quarterback yeah. play. Enjoy the game, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got a front row view. All right, uh, speaking of backup to the backup, mm-hmm. do the Vikings keep three? Has Jaron Hall showed you anything in these first two games that the Vikings, geez, we better not put him on the practice squad. Somebody may nab him. Do we use a third selection? Because they do have to groom somebody, right? So Because Cousins, yeah. right now, if – Everything follows through on paper mm-hmm. is out the door. Think- and so you got to go somewhere else. Do they keep this kid around just to see what is really here? Well, let's put this out here first for all the fans listening. It is the preseason. This will be good. Yeah, this will be good. <laughs> this is the preseason. You're not going to see a Deshaun Watson type performance, you know, as a rookie coming in and just dominating right away or, you know, whatever other rookies that have just come in, Justin Herbert like Patrick Mahomes that just excel in their first seasons. No, this is the preseason. This guy barely knows the offense. I mean, he literally <laughs> just came here in OTA's minicamp. You're not going to grasp the offense in three months and then just go out there and just ball out. He is right, still but, in- but you got to be quasi and decide, do you I do. hang on to him? Do I keep three or do I, I think risk that, practice squad or do I just let him walk away? I think that's why the Vikings signed Jordan Tiamo from the XFL because as the current situation stands in the NFL, they get to dress three quarterbacks after what happened to the 49ers in yes, the playoffs Yes, they don't want to see that again. So essentially, Jer- Jaron Hall's job was safe. They only had three quarterbacks on the roster. He didn't have to look over his shoulder. He didn't have to think like, all right, I need to step my level of play up. I think by signing Jordan Tiamo, it sets a clear message competition matters and competition is important during training camp so I think I don't know if Jaron Hall gets unseated for that third quarterback spot but I think it makes him sweat a little bit I think it tells him like I gotta ramp things up I gotta get going and by that third preseason game we need to see more than four or five completions we need to see over 100 passing yards like you said you want to give Kwesi something to look at and be like hmm I like his I like his athleticism because we know he can run the football. He's right. really fast. Yeah, well, he's but had can, to be with that can, defense, yeah. with that offensive <laughs> yeah, line right really now. Bad. That's but, a different story. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but can you process? Can you get to your second, third, and fourth reads? Can you hit your check down or can you hit the hot route when a blitz is coming? That's a lot to ask for for Jaron Hall right now, but I think competition will make him better. All right. And uh, speaking of competition, the running back, there's – Running backs here, but there's also running backs on the outside that are looking at possibly jumping in here, or the Vikings are looking at, oh, that guy looks kind of good over there, Mon. If I'm the Vikings, if I'm Kareem Hunt, Hunt, I'm looking at each other like, what are we waiting on? I mean, seriously, this guy has so much talent. He's a three-down back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's explosive. He can hurdle guys. He can run through guys. Alexander Madison is very talented. He has showcased that he can step up and be a starting running back in the NFL. But we have not seen him be able to do that over an 18-week schedule. And so you want to have some depth. And Kareem Hunt has been backing up Nick Chubb, arguably one of the best running backs in the National Football League. I think Kareem Hunt makes this offense 10 times better because he's a guy who has the explosive speed that can just take the top off of a defense and go for 85 yards. 
I so think, is he RB1 if he walks in the door? I think he's RB1 not for long, after not too long. I think he's a guy that will be the backup, learn the offense, and right. then once he has one of those 60, 70-yard touchdown runs, <laughs> and if 10 catches out the backfield, the Vikings are going to be like, maybe we got 1A, 1B. So I, I, I'm not knocking Alexander Madison. I think he's really talented. He's humble. He's really He fits the Vikings' culture of what they want and just being a great football player on and off the field. But I think the Vikings need more experience in their running back room. And I think they need somebody like a Kareem Hunt who's played at the highest of levels, who has experience playing in tough games, and is a guy who can withstand the, the, you know, the beating of a 17-, 18-week NFL season. Right, and that's been the thing. Whether it was Dalvin Cook, he mm-hmm. couldn't get through. He'd always be nicked up once or twice. Right. And now Madison is staring at that same beast trying to navigate that whole season. And how much of a running game – have you been able to detect? And again, you don't want to give away because they make us put our cameras down <laughs> out of TCL. So we're not going to spill things that he's picked up out there saying, well, here's the way the offense really right. is going to work this year. Right. But how important is the running game? Because they have so many mm-hmm. offensive weapons through the air yeah. to hit you with, with Jefferson, yeah. Hawkinson, you know, you can go down the list. All the guys, KJ, do those running backs have to be a vital piece of this offense or can this team get by with a running back core that gives you three yards in a cloud of dirt the old viking way back (laughs) in the day um i think this answer may conflict some vikings fans um do they need a running back absolutely you need a really good running back i feel like to go far but if you look at sean McVay in los angeles with his offense when they went to the super bowl who was their starting running back Right, you can't answer nope. that, can you? Exactly, nope. and that's my point. Cam Akers, it was a committee-type style with them, and I think that's what you'll see here. This is an offense that's predicated on play-action passes, so you have to be honest. You have to run the football in order to be balanced. But I well, think, Especially with the offensive line. Yeah, especially. Right? Yeah. If, you ha- if you have no threat mm-hmm. of a running back or, say, your running back X gets through the hole, makes one man miss, yeah. it's like, uh, we still got time to get him, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But if it's a running back that gets through, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. we we're in trouble here, boys. Right. That's the difference. And so, you know, do they have that piece, right? Because if if a team doesn't respect your running game, they're, they're coming load, right yeah. after Kirk. They're going to load. They're the going to yeah. put four people on Jefferson, mm-hmm. and they're going to say, "Fine, run the ball, have a good time." I think the Vikings have that, but the other question that we have to ask: Do they have the offensive line to be able to run the ball? And that's where I love Josh Oliver because if you look at this guy, he is a physical specimen. He is huge. His biceps are about both of my arms combined. <laughs> I mean, this guy is a freak of of an athlete. But when you throw on the tape, he's an extension to those tackles and and Christian Darrisaw and Brian O'Neill. When you see him line up on the end of that line of scrimmage and twelve personnel, he is knocking guys out and driving them off the football. So I think the Vikings may excel in a lot of stretch runs, a lot of tosses where they get to the outside and they get to showcase some speed. But I think when you're going up the middle. It's going to be tough sledding, especially yeah. early on, you know, until Gary Bradbury, Cleveland, and all those guys get rolling. So, you know, it, it's hard to say, but I think Josh Oliver does make the run game a little bit better, especially that play-action pass, because if they go max personnel and you got T.J. Hawkinson going out on a route, Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison, who's stopping those guys when you got max protection and Kirk has all day to throw the ball? So 
important uh, offensive line is going to be important that run game kind of been non-existent so far during training camp they're still trying to find their footing you don't see a lot of big explosive runs at practices right now but I think that also has a lot to say about Brian Flores's defense but also a lot about the offensive line and how they still have to improve because last year they were one of the worst in the NFL and they did not improve that position everybody is back from last year so you're just banking on your guys to step up their level of play and we don't know what that will look like until week one right and one other name that's kind of been the darling of Viking fans was McBride yes. everybody saw those clips on YouTube when they drafted they're like oh my look at this uh we have not seen oh my yet. no 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 not yet and I think for Dwayne McBride I think for him you know this is a guy who's what third or fourth string on the depth chart right now in the running back room so his well, and, and, and this week he lost reps yeah to the back they just brought Andy in Dykes, on the yep. punt returns, mm -hmm. right? That yep. was supposed to be where he was to shine. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they dumped this other guy in there, and you're like, whoa, where, why isn't McBride back here? Well, I think McBride, he's he's made flashes on special teams. He's going to be a guy that makes the 53-man roster. You think so? Because, yeah, because running backs, they're How so – How many backs you keep? You I, keep? I'm putting you on the spot. You keep, here, you so. keep around four. You got two backs yeah, you gotta that play. You got to have four for sure. You, yeah, you got it's two backs that play. But then you also have two backs that are going to play on every special teams unit, kick return, punt return, kick you off. Got you got CJ Ham. Exactly. Around. So you're gonna you all run teams always keep about three or four running backs because those guys are so versatile. They can play so many different positions. So you're not gonna see McBride be what he was at UAB this year uh, because they also want to see if he's a pass catcher. I think he only had three or four catches in college. That's crazy. It is That's crazy. That's crazy. And he told me that he wants to show the coaches that he has hands and he can run routes out of the backfield and, and get down the field. But like we mentioned before, there's not a lot of reps when you're a second or third stringer here in training camp or just in the NFL in general because there's so many players the ones have to rep and they have to see so many defense and so many different looks so they're always having to get those reps at practice so they just have to seize their opportunities when they're given six carries 18 yards and a touchdown for McBride last night no explosive runs but he ran physical that's what you want to see a goal line back so I think what we did see out of him is if Alexander Madison goes down and Kane Winewood is still not playing, he's a guy that you can put in in a 23 yeah, personnel. He's the one that may be in more line. trouble. Yeah, than McBride. Yeah, Kane, he needs to get back. I know Kevin yep. O'Connell said that he's not gonna make an announcement on the running back room or who's going to be a two or three until everyone dresses up and gets some action. But Kane hasn't practiced all of training camp. He has not seen game action, and I doubt he's going to play next Saturday. So. Who knows what this running back room will look like? One other point I want to make, these joint practices. Okay, you said reps are limited for the threes and fours. Yes. You throw in these situations where you're doing joint practices. Mm -hmm. That's the ones and twos of Literally. both teams playing each yes. other. So the threes and fours are across the street. A, a three or a four. <laughs> at another, at another be, playground. They like may when be you're lucky a kid. to get three Yeah, you three guys reps. go over there. They may be lucky to get three reps. Right, so you know everybody's touting how wonderful these mm -hmm. joint practices are. But if you're a bubble guy, this, these don't help you. Mental reps. That's what it's all about. You can't be on the sideline talking to your guys, talking about what you're going to do when you leave practice. Oh, who was at practice today? <laughs> can't be focused on any women that come to the games or practices. you got to be locked in. you got to be taking mental reps. So if you're not in the game, you're watching the guy who's in your position, you're watching another position that you may be thrusted into, and you need to be ready to go when your time is called. And head coach Kevin O'Connell alluded to that after the Titans game last night. He said, look, I know a lot of guys aren't getting a lot of reps and joint practices, but they have to be ready when their time is called and that's the thing about the NFL you don't get a lot of opportunities but the guys that excel are the guys who excel in those one to two reps that they get yeah. and it makes the yep. coach say we got to put them on the field again yeah all right uh that'll do it for this edition of Vikings now remember it drops every Monday at six o'clock 
And you can watch a video version of this on mm -hmm. our YouTube channel or Connected TV. You can find it there. And then we're also a podcast. And what are they supposed to do again? Like, follow, subscribe, and comment. Let us know what we need to do better. And we're catered to you. So we're always willing to do whatever for our fans and our viewers. So you just let us know and we'll do it. And if it's a bad comment, direct it to Ahmad. If it's me, I take all the I good got ones. Skin. Don't worry. I, I take the credit for other people's work. So like, like if you like what Ahmad gave you today, tell me that. I, I can handle that kind of stuff. That'll do it for us. Again, we're here every Monday or when after a Viking game plays. Like during the season, there's Thursday night games, there's Sunday night games, all the different times. We'll be there for you. But our main drop spot is Mondays at 6. So load it in, get it set, load it up, and then... Please let us know what you think because we can change anything you'd like. Absolutely. You, just like him. Look at the suits. I mean, oh it's ridiculous. Oh, this guy. It's just crazy. My personal uh, hype man, guys. Yeah. Yep. Here he is, everybody. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for us. Uh, Vikings now. Don't forget Pierre Newsham, Don Mitchell will also be a part of this as we roll on through the season. But we will see you after the Vikings' final preseason game, and then it's on to the regular season. Let's go.